In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is among us. I don't know whether or not you have been familiar with the extra parishes that are springing up in our diocese. These especially in the Carolinas, north and south, and those through western or southern the plains. This is different for us very much. And so I come to the words of Jesus in John. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. That both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. These are the words of the Lord himself as he spoke to his disciples and he speaks to us now. Christ our God was speaking to them about vocations. The word vocation, vocatia, means a calling, something put into words. With these words, the Lord called the disciples to labor in the field of the world to save souls. Not only me, not only the priests, but all of you. God does not will to save his creation by simply stretching out his mighty hand and working without our cooperation. He calls men to the holy priesthood so that they might do his will and accomplish his work here on earth. St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, we find the words, God wills that all men be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. It is for this that men are called to labor in the field of the world, that others may be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And what is truth? Pilate asked that question, you know, when he was facing truth himself, when he was facing the truth of the incarnate one. Truth is our Lord Jesus Christ and nothing else. Therefore, it is the priests of God who lead others to a knowledge of the truth and join them to the body of the truth, which is the church. So now we come to the question of what is evocation and how is it fostered? How does a young man hear the Lord's still small voice as we hear in the book of Kings? in the midst of the noisy distractions of this world. I believe that three factors are crucial in opening the eyes, ears, and heart of a man to be called of God. The first factor is what we call St. John's Little Church. St. John Chrysostom always said that our church, our homes, and the icon screen where we go by, that's our little church until we come to our church in Sunday and Holy Days. Let us start by describing each one in order. The family is the cradle of Orthodox Christianity. 
It is up to the family to decide the most faithful question of all. Will this house serve the Lord or not? The prophet Joshua proclaimed hundreds of years before Christ took flesh, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Husbands, wives, fathers and mothers, relatives, make this decision and carry it out. Your very souls depend on it. Don't commit the sin of making television, sports, outside activities, and school projects more important than the divine services when we are called by the ringing of the bells to church. When the church doors open, when the church bells ring, be there with your entire family. Begin when the children are just infants so that they grow up with the church in their hearts. Pray at home and let your children see you pray. This example is the very best gift you can give your children. Not a new bike, not a stereo or TV or private phone. Not even a college education, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, according to the Psalms. And I guarantee you that no secular college will teach your children the fear of the Lord. Only you can do this, and if you do it well, perhaps instead of the university, your son will choose to follow a call from the Most High God and give his life as a priest. The historical examples in the lives of the saints say it all. A house that is built on the rock of Orthodox Christianity is a house that will produce not only priests to feed the flock of Christ, but saints as well. Sainthood is a vocation. We are all called to sainthood. Of course, we are weak and sinful people, but with the Lord's grace, we can achieve saintliness. All that is required to start is our enthusiasm, a word which in Greek means to be in God. Our lives must be in God, in the Lord Jesus Christ. The second place that will nurture vocations to the priesthood is the parish church. Parishioners, do you treat your young men with respect? Are you proud to see them serving on the altar and at the altar? Do you make sure they behave and let them know when their actions are not meeting the standard of the knights of the altar? Also, do you reflect the Lord who is in your midst? Is the parish a godly and a holy community or one of bad habits and evil gossip? Who rules the coffee hour and parish gatherings? Is it the spirit of evil and deceit, anger and pride? Or is it the comforter and the spirit of truth, the treasury of blessings? What does a young man see in you that will make him want to serve Christ's flock? Talk to him. Let him understand your respect for the priesthood. Encourage him by letting him know that no job in the world can ever give him the satisfaction of serving the Lord at the altar in visiting the hospitals and institutions, blessing homes and hearing and healing through holy confession, and a thousand other tasks which make Christ's yoke easy and his burden light. 
The third crucial factor is our priests themselves. I myself am indebted to my three former pastors at St. John's Church in Perthamba, New Jersey. Father Dr. Joseph Motzko and Father Stephen Sidor, and here from Johnstone, Father John Uchishan, three of them deceased. They were the image of Christ for me. They were gifted teachers. They preached sermons that were delivered to people's hearts and minds. They were devout at the altar and always among the people, comforting and healing and the wounded hearts and their souls. They were a priest's priest, and I always look up to them as men who recognized in me the steerings of a vocation and helped me to develop that call in my heart. Because of them, some 50-some years ago, I first came to Johnstown with the dream of serving our Lord Jesus Christ forever. Here I found a good place to foster my priesthood. I always ask our priests to encourage our young men towards the priesthood and discourage them from following the trends of this world. Our priests can set an example of what it is to be a zealous follower of the Lord. They can show our young men that it is better to serve them to be served. By their own example, they can instill in them the awesome respect for sanctuary. Who other than our priests can encourage our young men to listen to the Lord's own words? Deny yourself and take up the cross and follow me. These three things, family, parish, and priests, are the three foundations which open up the heart of a young man to the first whisper call of the Lord of love, the God who needs priests to serve. The diocese is looking for more men. We need priests who are not interested in looking for earthly power, nor worldly men who are looking for financial status, but men who burn with the desire to serve God and the people of God so that they may inherit the heavenly kingdom. But it is good, you know, to see all of these new missions coming in our way and how they are coming with 20 people, 25 people, 30, and already some of them with priests. Women, women have become the mirror-bearers They're out there now gathering up people to come to their churches because they are part of the growing church that we have. So to our Lord Jesus Christ, the master of all the harvests, be all glory, honor, and adoration forever. Amen.